for you, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Please pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Open our eyes to see you, open our ears to hear you, and open our mouths to proclaim the truth of your word. Amen. Good evening. It's great to be on this chilly night with you all. So I imagine that all of us at one time or another have had someone tell us to be ready. Be prepared. Be on time. Be ready for Christmas. Be prepared for an exam. Be on time for church. My college band director at Auburn had a saying, early is on time. On time is late, late is unacceptable. He's not here, but our rector, were he to be here, would agree that he has the same, um, subscribes to the same policy, as I've learned over time, (laughs) and my husband as well. He is a stickler for time. We need to be ready on time, and we need to leave on time. That is important to him. Does anyone remember the TV show, Everybody Loves Raymond? Yes. Yes. Um, One of the classics, in my opinion, is based on a married couple, Deborah and Ray, and the relatable joys and challenges that they experience. There's one episode, I'll probably remember this for the rest of my life, Ray is getting tired of Deborah making him wait for her. They're late for everything. So he decides to implement a system in which he sets a time, and if Deborah isn't ready by that time, he's leaving without her. Probably not a good idea on his part. So they have plans to go out one night, and Ray says to Deborah, 6 o'clock, A-I-S. A-I-S, she asks. Ray says, yes, A-I-S. So I will tell you that the I and the S stand for in seat. And I'll let you use your imagination to determine what the A might mean. (laughs) Well, six o'clock comes around and Deborah is not ready. So what does Ray do? He leaves her. And maybe you can guess how that turned out for him. So this example is, while silly, uh, it relates to our gospel reading today. Um, We can see the theme, the parable of the ten bridesmaids. This parable is part of a series that looks at what's to come when Jesus returns. Along with the parable of the talents, And the parable of the sheep and the goats, Matthew 25, gives us clear descriptions of the second coming. And yet, there is emphasis on the importance of the present time. 
in the life of the disciples and of us. The anticipation of Christ's return is, central, is a central theme in our faith. And it is essential that we are not only aware of it, but actively engaged in getting ready for that glorious day. In the parable from today, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven will be like this. When so many other parables about the kingdom have used the present tense, the kingdom of heaven is. By using the future tense, we know to be looking forward, not just around. And I think in order to understand what Jesus is trying to tell us about our lives here and now, we have to get to it through what will happen in the future and not the other way around. Otherwise, the story of the bridesmaids might read like a moral lesson. But how, how could the selfish ones be the ones who come out ahead? Aren't we told and what we have modeled for us that we are to share our resources with one another? Yet, here half of the bridesmaids refuse to help the other half. I don't think that is what Jesus wants us to take away from this story. Instead, I believe the story is an invitation to examine our own preparedness for God's return. We need to be ready. We don't know when it will be. We know it's been delayed. (laughs) How very true that must have felt to Matthew's original audience 40 years after Jesus' death. They thought it would be in their lifetime. Now, 2,000 years later, it's difficult for us to realize and to accept the fact that he is coming because it's so far removed from his first coming. So how can you and I prepare for this? What does it mean to be ready? I had a conversation with someone recently about the idea uh, about the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. We know the beginning in scripture tells us there will be a, and we know that scripture tells us that there will be a definite end, a beginning and an end. Whether it's in 10 years or 10,000 years, a millennium or a month, Jesus is coming back and we can be sure of that. It's the time in between that gets a little tricky. That's where we are now. We need to be ready. Like the bridesmaids assigned role in the wedding party to meet the bridegroom on his way to the bride's home, we have a role to play in welcoming Christ at his return. And that role begins now. In God's kingdom on earth today. We are not passive spectators in the waiting game. We have a role to play. Our commitment to spreading the gospel, doing acts of kindness, and living out our faith makes a difference in bringing others to Christ. By sharing the good news and reflecting God's love, we build up the kingdom today. Our Christian tradition has always taught us to hold belief and action together. We come to know Jesus by acting on our faith. 
whether that be through acts of inward devotion like prayer or meditation or through outward actions of loving and serving our neighbors by living according to the whole will of God, which encompasses both the inward and the outward. We can shine the promise of Christ's return, becoming part of the event that we have been anchored and staked our lives upon. We need to be ready. I attended our diocesan convention yesterday, it was a long day, (laughs) and took note of some inspiring words from Mother Teresa Siegel. In her address to the convention, she challenged us to make the kingdom of God visible in this diocese and in the world today. A kingdom in which we are all living into our baptismal promise to respect the dignity of every human being. Today, this evening, we have with us a special guest, Catherine Montgomery, who is the Outreach Administrator at St. Mary's Episcopal Church in Springfield. And she'll be talking about all the ways in which, well, some of the ways in which the staff and volunteers work every day ministering to the needs of the community and how we can help support in that ministry. Friends, when we talk about action, when we talk about loving and serving our neighbors exactly where they are, we talk about organizations like St. Mary's that are growing the kingdom of God today. If we take, if we take the opportunities to serve in this way or other ways, unlike the foolish bridesmaids, we may not have to worry about being late to the party or missing our chance. We need to be ready. And I can't help but wonder if Jesus included that little detail about how the bridesmaids fell asleep to remind us that we can be diligent without being overwhelmed and overworked. Yes, the opportunities are plentiful. But it's important to remember that what we have done is less about the tally of actual good things we've performed and more about how we have tried to be as we've waited. Sleeping on the clock is not necessarily a sin. It can be an act of trust, an act of faith. Could it be that it is the bridesmaid's fear of the bridegroom's reaction to them that causes them to flee into town? Could it be that waiting in the darkness, even as their lights had gone out, would have been a more faithful way to engage with the role assigned to them by their master? If we are to find Jesus amongst the naked and the hungry, the thirsty and the criminal, could it be that he would respond with compassion to those five bridesmaids? who might come trembling before him, confessing they had run out of oil. We will never know, since those five fled rather than, wi- than risk the waiting, risk waiting on the groom. However, in my experience of Jesus, 
And as I was wrestling to understand this story in the context of Jesus' other teachings and his ministry, I wonder if it might be better to stay in the darkness rather than flee the scene from fear of being found wanting. Maybe the foolishness Jesus is rebuking in this parable is the fear that caused the women to flee. Rather than remaining in the darkness and throwing themselves on the mercy of the coming groom. It's hard to wait with faith, especially in the darkness, knowing our own resources have run out. I don't know about you, but I I understand a little bit of something of the panic in the hearts of those foolish bridesmaids when they came to the night in question and discovered they had no oil in their lamps. They weren't prepared and they weren't ready. I remember the feeling in the pit of my stomach the day in ninth grade that I forgot it was my day to give a big presentation. I was not ready. And I most definitely was not prepared. It's an awful feeling. I was mad at myself, frustrated, and ashamed. I can only imagine the bridesmaids' disappointment when finally they returned to discover that they had missed the big event altogether. And more profoundly, the bridegroom looked at them and says, I do not know you. And if we are to assume that the bridegroom represents Jesus, I do not know you. I'm familiar on a day-to-day basis, in day-to-day life, of this feeling of not being ready. I'm familiar with the meaning of this in my life of faith as well. And I know what it is to discover that I have run out of oil. Interestingly, as an aside, today's parable does not speak of there being a shortage of oil. It speaks only of those five bridesmaids forgetting that they would need it, as too often I do as well. For it seems to me that keeping awake, as we are told to do in Jesus' words today, is simply this knowing that we have all that we need as we keep awake, if only we will receive it. If only we will remember that we need it. We need it so we can be ready. If only we will remember that we have a constant source, a steady supply of precious oil to help light our way. For we already have Jesus as we await the bridegroom's return. We already have him. Jesus is sufficient for all of our needs. And that has to be enough, and it is enough, on those days when our hearts break at the pain and the suffering in our world. For alone, we cannot alter or change it. But we can keep our lamps full of oil. We can keep our lights shining as signs of promise and hope. We have more than enough to do with this. And for now, 
that is enough. And in the end, it's everything. Indeed, isn't this what the world needs most of all? My friends, the end times are not a cause for anxiety, but an assurance of God's faithfulness to fulfill his promises. The return of Christ is a source of great hope for us. It is a promise that he will come again to gather his people and to bring about the ultimate fulfillment of God's redemptive plan. The parable of the ten bridesmaids is not a call to list all of the good things we've done or to tell you and I how we should be living our lives. Moral judgments are not what Jesus is talking about here. When it comes down to it, he's talking about faith. Faith in God, faith in the resurrection, and faith that Jesus will come again. For when we have all those things, dear ones, we are ready. Amen.